One Man, One Mission, to equip the Church of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and awaken the Church to the voice of the Spirit. David Cuppet brings to you the School of the Holy Spirit from one of his many missions from around the world, where he aligns with apostolic leaders to eradicate spiritual blindness and reveal the true authority of believers in Christ, to prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers. Open your heart and get ready to receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you in this week's session of the School of the Holy Spirit. School is in session. So we had a wild night last night, huh? (laughs) The grace of the Lord came to empower people to flow in a prophetic flow, right? Right? When I asked the question, who here prophesies, and I had a bunch of, you know, kind of these, everybody in the room, I think, prophesied last night, right? Everybody flowed in the gift of prophecy, right? So the issue is not that you can't, Right? The issue is being equipped and transitioned with an expectation that the Lord is with you. And there's a glory of God. There's a, there's a glory of God that uh, truly wants, um, I believe, um, to start sending people. Um, and I think the sending, um, the sending of people is because people have transitioned into a revelation that the Lord speaks to them. Okay? So where, where does authority come from? You have to be authorized by a man? Oh, no. Or do you get authorized by, by the one who speaks? Amen. People say, what's my gift and call? I say, well, what's the Lord talking to you about? Yes. Whatever He's talking to you about will direct you. You can't go places where He's not speaking to you about. Amen. Right? But if you follow the voice of the Lord and He, and, um, you know, if He, if he sent you to, to the church... Your calls to the church if he sends you to the to the workplace if he sends you to the highways and the byways right um, it's all about how's he speaking to you what what what's what a, you know what what is my purpose is answered through your prayer life right everybody has a prayer life now right yes yeah. most important part of your life is kiyama sote brema sante right right amen 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 and so I want to talk to you today about um, being sent. Um, whenever I was uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit, um, immediately there was this uh, evangelist. His name was Brian. Brian Adams is his name. He traveled the world, um, you know, doing crusades and ministry work and just all kind of supernatural stuff. And um, I traveled with him. Shelly and I both traveled with him sometime. But I traveled. I did a lot of stuff with him. Um, and it changed me. It did something to me. Um, because immediately when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I started being sent. Two by two, right? You familiar with that scripture where Jesus yeah. anointed them and sent them two by two? Yeah. Right? Have you been sent two by two yet? Yes. We'll, we'll get to that question here in a minute. But um, I had this uh, very simple encounter last uh, Sunday morning. I, I, I got up and... I had been ministering, Shelly and I had been ministering at some other places on Friday and Saturday. So Sunday morning for me was my uh, reignite time with the Lord, okay? And so the Lord, the Lord uh, gave me this very simple vision um, for this weekend, which, I, which is, I think, the theme for this weekend. We started last night with this revelation of grace and how grace is, is the, the, the ability of the Lord that comes upon people, right? 
Um, and so in this, in this vision that the Lord gave me, I'm standing beside Jesus, and there's two men standing in front of us. Um, one, has, one guy has the word Paul written on his forehead. The other guy has the word Silas written on his forehead. The guy with the word Paul written on his forehead had the face of the guy I traveled with. His name was Brian. And the guy uh, with the name Silas written on his forehead had my face on him. And so Jesus and I are standing and looking at me and Brian as Paul and Silas um, in this vision. And the, um, Paul turns to Silas and says, take off your shirt. And so Silas, which is me, takes off my shirt in the vision and there's scourge marks all over my back. Paul then takes his coat off and there's scourge marks all over his back. And because I took my shirt off, Brian put his coat on me. Okay? And when he put his coat on me, um, the, Lord, the Lord spoke these words to me. He says, the one you walk with is whose coat you wear. Mm. Yes. The one you walk with is whose coat you wear. And so here's a, key, here's a key question for you. If you're walking with a true apostolic leader, you're going to wear their coat. The true apostolic is very simple. Get people baptized in the Holy Spirit. Get their demons cast out. Cleanse them. Get them through deliverance. Get them cleaned up. Get them hearing the Lord. Confident in hearing the Lord. And then you send them. Yes. It's not more complicated than that. Amen. It's not about getting them into a building and the structures and keeping people contained and confined for years and decades. Yes. The apostolic is about the ultimate goal of sending people to the nations. Yes. You guys going to be sent? Yes. Right? Yes. You, get, you have the revelation you're going to be sent yet? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay? Um, the, the opposite of that is... You have a perception that Christianity is about going to church on Sunday and being a good little believer. And um, it it's, has a very limited view of what your you know, purpose is. Okay, what your assignment is. And the reality is this. If you sit under powerlessness, you wear the coat of powerlessness. If you sit under apostolic authority... You wear the coat of apostolic authority. Amen. Dreaming dreams, seeing visions, casting yeah. out demons, yes. healing the sick, raising the dead, Amen. crusades, supernatural prison ministries, the whole works. You with me? Yes. yes. Do you have one of those? <laughs> if you don't have one yet, you will. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I'm prophesying if you don't have one yet, yes. you will. Yes. Amen? Amen? Yes. You're not going to hang around me much without having an assignment. Okay? Hallelujah. If, you, if, if, you, if you can withstand me for more than like five meetings, you're going to get an assignment, okay? Because I will not let you be dead. I will not let you be powerless. I will not let you. Let you. I will not let you. The burning in me will not let you be dead. I won't let you be dead. You know why? Because I have this gift called prophecy that raises the dead, heals the sick, right? The anointing of Christ. So I have to ask you the question, whose coat have you been wearing? Some of you are going to have the revelation you have to take off your shirt today so that the coat of Christ can come upon you. Yes, yes. Because So that the anointing of the Holy Spirit can truly come upon you. Because what you wear is, is, a, is a direct 
um, result of where you sit under. Okay? All right. There's this lie out there. It's a debilitating lie. It's called the covering doctrine. You ever hear of the covering doctrine? Okay. Um, So I'll ask you a question. Does the Christian, the Nazarene, I call them Nazarenes. Before the Romans got a hold of the Christians, they were actually called Nazarenes. Okay? You know why they were called Nazarenes? Because they gave their life to Christ. It was no longer, excuse me, it was no longer them who lived, it was Christ. Amen. The word Christian actually means the word Cretan. (laughs) I'm not going to get into that, but it's actually um, a dumbed down person. Okay? They actually name people um, something, they redefine them. Okay? So here's the deal. I'm going to ask you some questions, okay? Um, what gives you the ability to act under authority? Is it a man or the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit. What gives you um, authority to be protected by demonic attack? Is it a man or is Holy it the Holy Spirit. Spirit? Holy Spirit. Well, if you leave your church body, are you going to get attacked? No. Well, you might. if you leave your covering, then you have nobody watching you. Come on, I'm talking, I'm talking to some people because these doctrines are littered in the dead church who accept Jesus without the Holy Spirit. Jesus without the Holy Spirit is actually a curse. Because Jesus didn't define Himself as simply Him. He defined Himself as you baptized in the Holy Spirit. His church was baptized in the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, empowered to do supernatural things. Right? So how about this? Can you receive a blessing if you're not sitting under... A church covering. Yes. Yes. Really? That's yes. the only way you can receive a blessing. <laughs> I was told that you have to sit under a, a, and simply obey everything that guy tells you to do. I'll get there in a minute. Um, can you be a witness without being under a church covering? Yes. Yes. Can you can you cast out demons, <laughs> prophesy, flow in the gifts of the Spirit? Without being under a man in a pulpit. Yes. Yes. A lot of you are products of being equipped in the Holy Spirit as you've come out from under dead church coverings. Right? I'm making a point of this because we're going to get to to, to you guys actually having the revelation of being sent. Okay? Um, The original theology of covering was the Pharisee. The Pharisee brought the people into the synagogue and they lorded over the people. They controlled what they do. They even said, you can't pick up your mat. You can't do this. You can't do that. When Jesus was doing miracles, they were against him because on Sunday you couldn't do anything. Right? Yeah. Okay? They controlled the people. They didn't empower the people. They controlled the people. That flowed into what we call the Catholic Church, the Pope. Everybody worships the Pope in the Catholic Church. What's the Pope say? What's the Pope say? What's the Pope say? And none of them can pray. None of them know the Holy Spirit. Well, I shouldn't say none of them. Very few know the Holy Spirit. But smells, bells, candles, Hail Marys, right? Beads, right? The whole whole works. So they sit under a system that controls them rather than empowering them. Okay? And, you know, these, these, these doctrines are littered throughout all the denominations. Okay? Anything that hinders you from the questions I asked you about who gives you authority, who protects you from demonic attacks, 
who who gives you blessing, who who makes you a witness, who empowers you to cast out demons. If you perceive a man and a church organization as something you need to worship, because without it you will not be authorized by Christ, you've been deceived. Mm. Okay? Because Jesus authorizes people who come into his throne room. Amen. Okay? Amen? Amen. And so how did Jesus address this? Okay? How did Jesus address the concept of covering? In Mark eleven twenty seven he says this. The, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders approached Jesus saying, By what authority are you doing these things? And they're asking him the question um, within the context, What authority are you doing these things? Jesus had just cursed the, the fig tree. Okay, why did Jesus curse the fig tree? Because it was a prophetic act that Adam and Eve stepped into sin and covered themselves with what? Fig leaves. Right? And Jesus cursed the fig tree because it didn't produce. He was saying the law, the Old Testament, couldn't produce. And I will produce in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit what the fig tree, right? Well, how, how human beings cover themselves. Am I talking to somebody who covers themselves, who, who hinders themselves, who, who tries to identify themselves, right? How did, how did the Lord come to Adam after he, they were they covered themselves with fig leaves? He, he cried, Adam, where are you? He couldn't see him. Adam used to walk with him side by side, right? And Adam stepped into sin and he covered himself. He was hiding. Yeah. And the, the Lord says, where are you? And then, and then the next question was, who said you were naked? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who literally said, who, who said that you... Um, have to follow something else rather than walk with me. Can't be that simple, can it? Are you walking with the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Amen. 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 The church in many many facets has functioned as your fig leaf. I got to check the box. I got to go to church on Sunday. I love the chuckles. <laughs> I gotta check the box. I haven't been there for a week, and I feel guilty, so I have to go back. But I don't have a prayer life. The church was never meant to be your fig leaf. That's right. It was never meant to be your covering. That's right. The theology was never meant to be your covering. You with me, man? Yeah. <laughs> you with me? And so, what else did what else were the were the chief priests and the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, saying when they said, "By what authority do you th- do these things?" Jesus had just done the fig tree; he cursed it, right? Um, and he had just worked miracles, several of them on Sundays. He had just cleansed the temple, okay? And they're like, "Who gives you the right to walk into our synagogue with a whip and confront us?" Jesus in the anointing, right? Covered in the Holy Spirit under the authority of, of, of the Father in the power of the Holy Spirit walked into their dead place with a whip yeah. and yes. turned over their money changer, yes. changing table, right? Yes. He confronted their lies. Amen. Amen? Amen. And so Jesus, um, they, they ask Him again, what authority do you do, do, you do this? Jesus replied, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, was it from heaven or of human origin? Tell me. 
They responded, we don't know. Why did they respond, we don't know? You know why? Because either way, they would have obliterated their own ill-conceived doctrines. Okay? The Father sent John the Baptist in the Old Testament to confront what, what John the Baptist called um, serpents and vipers, which was the pharisaical control scheme, how they covered the people and controlled the people. Okay? And John commanded the people to repent and he commanded the Pharisees and Sadducees to do the same. Right? Why did they need to repent? Because they couldn't cover themselves. Okay? You can't you can't cover yourself. You can't feel guilty enough. You can't, you know, yeah. do enough good works. You can't do anything religious. You can't be that you can't um, make yourself holy by not sinning. Okay? So they had to repent so that they could receive Christ, which is the anointing. So believing in Christ is actually stepping into the empowerment. So the apostolic is truly about not controlling you, but ground up empowering you. Yes. Right? Amen. You equip the body. Amen. You don't control the body. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right? Amen. So that they can be sent two yes. by two the way Amen. Jesus or, or gave the, the, the model of what the modern day supernatural church should look like. An amoeba. Supernatural ones walking all over the earth that they know the voice of the Lord. They don't depend on organizations and structures. They actually know the Lord. Amen. They know they were taught to hear God, hear the voice of the Lord, and they, they, they multiply. They're, 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 like, they're like a virus. They literally... One becomes ten, ten becomes a hundred, a hundred yeah. becomes a thousand, a thousand becomes a million. Are you with me, church? Yeah. So what's stopping you? Could it be your coverings? <laughs> Could it be your coverings? You see, spiritually, spiritual blindness always defaults to control. Yes. What man does with the world is control it. You have a CEO... You have a leadership team, and you have a whole bunch of policies and rules and regulations in corporate America that actually says you can do this, you can't do that, um, we put enough resources here, we do this, and we make a corporation successful, okay? How did dead churches work? They have this pyramid with a CEO with a bunch of rules and regulations and doctrines and control schemes that actually prevent the empowerment of the body. Just come to church on Sunday. Wow. And that's an extreme statement because there are organizations that are working to empower people. Yes. Mm -hmm. But until that top uh, until the top yeah. becomes the empowerment. Uh -huh. yeah. The top guy, the top guy, G Jesus actually said this, the greatest among you will be your servant. Really? Yes. The greatest among you will be your servant. So the call of the apostle who gets scourged to go into the world to literally confront the dead thing, to give power to the sinner, delivering of the sinner, and confront the dead thing and call it a lie so the prison door can be opened and the people can come out of the dead thing. Right? The, the person who's scourged, the, the apostolic will be scourged. Because the control scheme will always try 
to um, essentially inform you why you're wrong. Right? Yes. Right? That's inform right. you why you don't fit. Okay? You will be scourged. Jesus said you're going to be. Those are the words of Jesus. You will be. So if you are in the anointing, you're going to be scourged by the world. Amen? So the only way you survive scourgings is you have already given your life. Amen. You see, people, you have this Americanized view of Christianity that you just get saved and everything just flows, right? My whole life gets set back together. And Jesus says, no, that's not how it works. You're gonna, if you don't pick up your cross and follow me, Right? The only way you get sent is if you follow. Yes. Okay? And how did, how did Jesus' life go? He was delivering the sinner and in a constant fight with dead religion. That's right. Right? In a constant fight with dead religion. Amen. Two things happen when I go into churches. They either get baptized in the Holy Spirit and the supernatural happens, or I get kicked out by the leaders who don't embrace the freedom being given to the people. Because if they don't embrace the freedom and the liberation of the people and they lose their control scheme, they lose their their whole image. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Jesus um, said this about empowerment in the Holy Spirit. This is Luke 22, 25, and 26. And he said to them, the kings and Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors. But you, but not so among you. On the contrary, who, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he who governs as he who serves. Okay? The word serves there is, is a unique Greek word. It actually means... The one, the one who serves is the one who gives grace. Yes. yes. The one who imparts ability to yes. the people. Yes. The one who empowers the people. The one who baptizes them in the Holy Spirit. The one who gives them um, the ability through deliverance to hear the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let me read that again. The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors. So Jesus is calling the Pharisee and the Sadducee and the, the top-down control of an organization benefactors. You know why? They benefit off the people. They benefit off the people. Yeah. Right? They benefit off the people. But Jesus said the pyramid would be turned upside down and you will need to give your life yes. to yes. empower and equip my people. Amen. Uh, yes. To deliver my people. Amen. Amen. And people are saying, why? People in all over America are sitting in church organizations and they read the Bible where it talks about Paul and Silas being sent here, Paul and Barnabas being sent here. All these disciples, when they're praying, the Holy Spirit says, separate these two unto me. I'm sending them there. I'm sending them. I'm taking uh, Damascus. I'm taking this city because I'm sending these two. So what if true apostolic hubs, organizations functioned that their whole purpose was to equip, deliver, get the people to hear the Lord and Empower them because they're going to pray next and begin to send people. Right? Right. We're going to take 
um, we're going to take Ithaca, New York next. And after that, we're going to the suburb on the north side of Rochester, and we're going to get people next to the lake baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because the Spirit of God sent us there. And where He sends us, His power is with us. Right? His power is with those He sends. Yes. So what convinces you to sit still in an organization for years and even decades? Never being sent. Willing to tolerate somehow coming back. Coming back and never being sent. Because you know why? Because benefactors are functioning with a different mission. A true apostle is going to ultimately send you. That's right. Okay? That's right. There's no such thing as a model where an apostle doesn't equip and send people. That's correct. You with me? Yes. <laughs> so a true servant, Jesus said, you're not, you're not here to be benefactors. You're not here to make money. That's right. We give ours. You're not here to make money. You're, you're here to give your life. It yes. will cost you something. Yes. You know how many places I've gone? I went to a church one time in central Ohio. Um, I went. The, 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 Lord, the Lord sent me this. It was a supernatural connection. I get in there, and the Lord gives me this download about this uh, scripture in Deuteronomy about this thousandfold blessing. Okay? And I, I'm preaching. I have this vision. I give them these spoons, these silver spoons. I pass silver spoons out to the out to the congregation because the Lord gave me this vision and told me to do it. And it's and they were going to dig and plant seeds. It was going to grow a forest, okay? And there would be a thousand-fold blessing that would come upon this place, right? And I'm, I'm preaching, man. I'm, I'm, and, I'm, and at the end, I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here and the Lord says, the Lord says this to me. He goes, I want you to write uh, the pastors a check for a thousand dollars. And I'm sitting there going, Wait a minute, that's not how this works. <laughs> that's not how the organization taught me how this works. You mean I pay my plane ticket, I go preach, I go get people equipped, I prophesy over the congregation to equip them, I say the Lord's going to drop a thousandfold blessing on you, and then I have to, I sit there and I'm writing this check, I'm writing this check as I'm, I'm ministering to people, and I hand it to the pastor's, and you know what? Afterwards, I found this out that um, these pastors were struggling. They literally had no money. Wow. There was no money coming in. Okay? So not only was I assigned, you think you think it's all about you think it's oh, all right. about the supernatural. Yeah. The That's Lord right. actually asked me yeah. to supply their physical need. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was gonna do something with that body and he didn't want that body. To, to lose yeah. financially. Okay? So your perception of what you think um, the church calling is, my experience is the Lord will wreck you, dude. The Lord will break all these dead lies off of you or what you think it means to sit in an organization on Sunday mornings and accept powerlessness. Okay? The Jesus I know is not powerless. Amen? Yeah. And so let's talk about this for, for a minute before we um, get into what I really wanted to talk to you about today, which is about being sent, okay? Um, are you sin conscious 
Or are you anointing conscious? Hebrews 9.13 says, For if the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the peering of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through through the eternal Spirit, who through the Holy Spirit, offered Himself without spot, uh, without um, spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works. Amen. Amen. You see, if you are willing to sit in a dead place trying to conform to the image of the organization and be, be settled and satisfied on Sunday mornings that that's all you're supposed to do in life, guess what? That's a sin conscious. Yeah. Yes. Because if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit... You are in the whole, you're baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost, which is given by Christ to actually send you as the sacrifice. Okay? You are the given one. Amen. You are the sent one. Amen? Yes. And so grace, grace has two, two key things. One is Hebrews 4.16 that says, Come boldly to the throne of grace. Are you, have you learned to come boldly to the throne of grace? Yes. With the expectation that grace is the goal. As he, as he draws you close, as you are no longer see yourself as unable, unqualified, um, as a sinner, unworthy, as you lay all that junk down and receive Christ who washes you, you step boldly into the throne room where grace is expected. Not, not, not just hope for, he, he promises, he, it is the throne of grace because he's going to baptize you in ability. There's no such thing as as a dead Christian life. Okay? Because if you're coming into His throne room, grace will shower you. Ability will shower you. Amen. Amen? So do you set your heart on impartation? Do you expect to have the Lord impart His vision to you every day of your life? Yes. Come on, say this with me. Say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. In every way. In every way. I think religiously. I think religiously. That I'm unable and unqualified. That I'm unable and unqualified. Cleanse me now. Cleanse me now. Of sin consciousness. And give me boldness. And give me boldness. As a son of God. As a son of God. To come boldly to your throne. To come boldly to your throne. get my impartation. get my impartation. Come on, I want my impartation. I want your ability to come on. about conformity but Jesus made it about empowerment so how can you be empowered without grace (laughs) come on man I need I need let me bring your rainstorm bring your rainstorm that grace would fall on me that new abilities new nations come on say this with me say Lord give me a home Lord give me a home to bring your deliverance to bring your deliverance Give me a workplace to bring your deliverance. Come on, give me a body of people to bring your deliverance. 
Anoint me to uh, bring deliverance to, to my family. Anoint me to bring deliverance to my family. Come on, give me a city. Give me a city. Give me a region. Give me a region. And then give me a nation. Give me a nation. You know that scriptural, right? Yes. He said to pray to be sent to the nations. Yeah. My God, he couldn't he couldn't make every one of you supernatural. Maybe one of you, but not all of us. <laughs> My God, that's not the God I know, man. That's not the God I know. His desire is to baptize you. You don't have to be special to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. You have to fall on your face and say, I want anointed in the Holy Spirit. Amen. You see, the whole the whole thing's about impartation, guys. In the Old Testament, you had to work. And you could yeah. never get delivered. Yeah. Wow. The blood could the blood of bulls and goats could not deliver you. <laughs> even though they worked. But in the new covenant, the Lord gives grace. Yeah. He drops ability on you. Woo! He drops ability on you. So I don't care what you did. I don't care what you can't yeah. do. When the ability of the Lord yeah. comes on you, nations come upon you. Wow. Amen. 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 Hebrews 12, 28, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God. You can't serve God without grace. That's right. Because the only way you get grace is by hearing Him. And the only yes. way you hear Him is by having a relationship with Him. Yes. The only way you have a relationship with Him is if you lay down your way and you step into the Romans 8.26 that we talked about last night for when we do not know what to pray for as we ought. Yeah. The Holy Spirit knows what to pray. Shut up, all set I need an impartation, Holy Spirit. Shut up, all set Come on, I need my impartation today. What if you guys just decided to gather? You had no idea what was going to happen, but you decided to come together and shout And you let the Holy Spirit shout grace on you. Stop what you're doing. I want you to go to the pizza joint down the street on, on Abraham Road. And I want, there's a guy in a yellow shirt. He's weeping because he just lost his son. And I'm sending you to speak to this man. My God, what if we said, all right, who, Holy Spirit? Okay, we're going to send Sarah, right? And we're going to send Shelly. You're assigned by the Holy Spirit. Get up right now. Get up right now and go to that pizza joint. My God, what if you actually function like an apostolic, like dominant, we are going to shake this world. So your expectation wasn't to come get like a good word. Your expectation shifted into, I'm being sent tonight. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm coming. We're going to gather, we're going to pray, and I'm going to be sent. All of a sudden, 25 minutes later, Sarah and Shelly walked through that door with a man in a yellow shirt shaking. Shaking! And all of a sudden, the group grows by one. Amen. Because that Amen. guy got baptized, the Holy yes. Ghost, his whole family comes. So yes. another ten people yes. come to the door. Yes. Yes. Three days later, you 
together again. Oh my God, can this be real? Okay, we're, we're, we're going to send Gloria, right? And, 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 and we're going to send Jenny. Jenny? We're going to send Jenny and Gloria, right? Oh my gosh. There, there's, a, there's, a, there's a woman down at the 7-Eleven. And all of a sudden, 45 minutes later, the woman that they went to get comes walking through the door, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you getting the vision of what an apostolic group of people is? Amen. Why do you gather? Why do you gather? I got to ask, why do you gather? To be controlled and conformed? Or to pray and be sent? Sent. Paul and Silas, apart from me, for I have an assignment for them. Amen. 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 Yes. <laughs> My goodness, grace has, gives you the ability to do supernatural things. Yes. Amen. Amen. So this dream or this this uh, vision of Paul and Silas, right? This this vision of, of Paul and, and Silas, which is actually me and Brian. You know, I. Uh, there were so many supernatural things that, that um, it's, you know, maybe I'll get into it here in a second, but the concept of, of you have to realize that there, if, you're, if, if you're a Silas, there's a Paul that you're going to be connected with. Yes. Amen? A supernatural one. Okay? Why is this so important? Because of this. Because, you know, Paul and Silas, if you, if you get into Acts 15, 16, 17, 18... Um, Paul and Silas, there were so many supernatural things that are documented. I mean, can you imagine the things that weren't even documented? Mm-hmm. It said Paul discerned a python spirit in Acts 16, right? Mm-hmm. The slave girl casts a demon out and a revival breaks out. Ooh. My gosh, right? The prison, they were thrown in prison as a result of it, right? They began to pray in the middle of the night in prison and the presence of the Lord came and shook the prison open. Amen. The door swings open and the prison guard gets saved. They couldn't even stop them by throwing them in prison. Right? Right? Come on, man. They went into the dead uh, synagogue in Berea. And it says where many were baptized in the Holy Spirit in the dead place. Can you picture Paul going into the dead synagogue? Holy Ghost falling on people. Right? I'm coming to get the church saved and delivered. Amen? Amen. Paul used words of knowledge in Athens. Socrates, right? Socrates, great, great, great grandson, gets baptized in the Holy Spirit in the middle of Athens. Right? Greece gets set on fire. Paul and Silas, right? Supernatural things. They birthed the revival in Ephesus. Paul and Silas walking together, assigned by the Holy Spirit. So do you get the picture yes. that somehow the definition of church got messed up? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, David says, Lord, you have no place to rest your head. I'm going to build you a house. Later that night, the Lord wakes up the prophet, sends him to David. Sends him to David. And David is told by the word of the Lord through the prophet, saying this. He says, you will not build me a structure. You will not build me a house. 
because you are my house. Amen. You, David, are my house. So how did Jesus come back? How did, how did Jesus come to the earth? He's known as what? The son of David. David. He's the son of David. Yeah. Why is he the son of David? Because the father spoke of David saying, you are a man after my heart. Yes. David carried the presence of the Lord in a time that it wasn't even possible. Right. Right. Because David's heart broke into heaven. Yeah, he he literally broke Amen. into heaven Amen. and the Father couldn't resist His heart. Amen. Amen. Could Amen. not resist the one wow. who chased Him down yeah. and said, I don't need a physical building. Woo. I no longer need a tent. Yeah. You Jesus. are my house. Yeah. 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 Wow. And why Jesus came as the Son of David is because you, the Nazarenes, the true Christians would be known as those who house yes. the Holy Spirit. Yes. Amen. Amen. I am the church. Amen. Come on, say with me. I am the church. I am the church. I am the church. I am the church. No, man, I don't think you're convinced yet. I am the church. I am the church. I don't need someone controlling me. I don't need some structure. I need to hear my God because I am yes. the church. Yes. I carry yes. the presence of heaven. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 <laughs> you see, here's the deal. After all these supernatural things, Silas stayed in Corinth and birthed what is known as the Corinthian church, right? Paul writes the Corinthians, the most supernatural church on earth, right? At the administration of the gifts of the Spirit, the outpourings, the supernatural abilities that are given. Silas stayed after traveling with Paul for, for years. Paulus, Silas stayed and began to impart his coat to the people. Right? The, the coat that was given to Silas going two by two was then clothed onto the people. Amen. What happened? What did I talk to you about last night? Luke Luke twenty four forty nine. Jesus said, "Stay in this city yes. because I'm going to clothe you yes. in the Holy Spirit." You wearing his coat? Mm-hmm. Yes. Seriously, are you, are you really wearing the coat yes. of yes. Christ? Yes. Jesus said, "I'm going to put my coat on you. Wow. I'm putting my ability on you." I don't need you to, to perform and Amen. achieve anything. Amen. I need you to come to me and I'm going to put my coat on you. I don't care what you were. I'm going to put my coat on you and you're going to be a supernatural one. Amen. My God. I, I, like, you mean I don't have to become qualified before I get a coat? Amen. You don't think I have to earn something Amen. for five years and do this kids ministry and yeah, do all this stuff yes. and achieve this yeah, and be, be authorized by men? You mean you're going to put your coat on me? Yes. I'm going to hear wow. your voice and you're going yes. to send me yes. in the power of the Spirit? Wait, that's not, that's not what they teach. That's not what they tell me. Amen. Wow. My God, if you had the revelation that you were authorized by Christ, what would you look like? What would the real church look like? <laughs> you see, when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit in 2005, within months, within like eight weeks, this guy named Brian, this evangelist that I talked to you about that was in the vision that I shared with you, 
he asked he asked Shelly and I to to um, our first mission trip was to the Navajo Indian Reservation, and that supernatural story that's in that orange book, Wisdom Field Warriors, with the witch doctor at the beginning, that story happened with Brian. That was my first story with Brian. Okay, and so I'm with Brian. I'm with Brian for like seven years. I saw prisoners on their face weeping as they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. I saw waitresses in the middle of restaurants fall to their knees as the Holy Spirit came on them in the middle of restaurants as Brian and I are sitting there ministering to people. Okay, I, 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 I went to South Africa, Cape Town with them. I went to um, New Mexico, Arizona. I went to all these places, okay? Went to Nicaragua. I went with Brian, okay? All these supernatural things happen, okay? As the Lord connected me with with a guy who functioned in the apostolic, yeah. Okay, just me and Brian. It was just, it was literally me and Brian. There, there wasn't anybody else who authorized us. It was the Holy Spirit <laughs> sitting on two men. Amen. Okay, and so you know, I witnessed things. I, I witnessed the the deaf he hearing. I witnessed the blind seeing. I witnessed people baptized in the Holy Ghost. I witnessed pr prisoners supernaturally se seeking deliverance. I was in I was in Nicaragua one time, um, and there was a crippled a young guy, like 25 years old. Um, he had wrecked on a motorcycle, and he was paralyzed from from the neck down. And on the first night, Brian says, "Bring that man in a wheelchair up here and sit him right beside my pulpit." And I saw Brian for five days preach in this in this uh, region in Nicaragua. And on day five, as this as this crippled guy sat in the anointing for for a week brian reached out his hand to this crippled guy and this guy stood up this guy literally stood up and started to walk and the place went crazy and i and, and every time i saw a supernatural thing i would go home and say lord my yeah. god i want to do that yeah, yeah. My God, I want to do that. I want to be supernatural. I want to see people. I want to see the crippled walk. I want to see the deaf here. I want to see your signs and wonders demonstrate your kingdom. And I would pray. I would like cry out to God. I want to do that. Amen. I saw babies. I saw dead. I saw women, pregnant women with dead babies in their womb who they claimed, who doctors said they were dead come one last time before they went to get their surgery. And I saw a baby kick in this man's hand. And I said, Lord, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. And guess what? Guess what? When the Lord woke me up one day in 2015 and said, you're going to India. It's time. This is, it's time. This is your season. Guess what? In the seven years since the time of the Lord sending me, I've seen prisoners baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've seen dead babies come to life. I've seen over 100,000 people baptized in the Holy Spirit. Mm. I've, I, saw, I saw the Indians bring uh, crippled people on stretchers. And at the end of the meeting, the crippled people were standing up and walking. Wow. I'm telling you these stories. Yes. Because the man I walked with put a coat on him. Yes. Amen. 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 The supernatural anointing that was on the one I walked with put a coat on me. Mm. And the coat on me 
became as supernatural as it was on him. Yeah. Amen. 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 So I got to ask you a question: Who are you walking with? Jesus. <laughs> are you walking with the Holy? My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the Lord wants you to walk with Him. The Lord's saying many of you have believed lies. You've sat in places where you thought you were doing the right thing, but they had no coat. They didn't put a coat on you. They're not putting a coat on you. And the Lord is saying, I came to put my coat on you. I came to literally equip you in a supernatural ability and to expect in me. To expect in me. Amen? To literally expect in me. Man, I feel impressed. <laughs> you know why? Do you know why? Because the Lord is going to start sending you guys. Yes. Many of you, most of you, have started flowing in these gifts, right? You yourselves are going to start seeing dead babies raised. You're going to see crippled people walk. You're going to see the deaf here. You're going to see the blind see. You're going to see hundreds and thousands of people baptized in the Holy Spirit. You're going to see people get deliverance. You're going to see demons scream out of people as you minister in the presence of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Man, the heavy presence of the Lord is in this room. And I, I just believe that um, the Lord the Lord has, has awakened many of you uh, through the gifts of the Spirit and you started to prophesy, you started to see things start to happen through you and you have this revelation that my God has equipped me. And your next, your next level of the supernatural is an expectation of being sent. Amen? Amen. An expectation of being sent. <laughs> it's a liberating thing, isn't it? You may see many of you have been waiting for a man to authorize you. <laughs> but you've been connected to a covering that wasn't meant to empower you, it was meant to control you. They claim Jesus, but they ultimately never equip you and send you. Okay? I'm passionate about this because I was a drunk guy who hid all of my things behind fig leaves and I, and I drank alcohol to numb myself. And somehow I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the Lord had a plan to make something out of somebody that was nothing. Amen? Amen. To make a supernatural one out of their, out of, out of their, out of their brokenness. Yes. And a replacement of their fig leaves with his coat. Amen. 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 So the Lord is saying to you today, will you wear my coat? Yep. Yes. 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 Lord, please. Will you wear my coat? Wow. I'm, I'm offering you my coat. Yes. But I want your fig leaves. Yes. I do. I want your fig leaves. The Lord wants your fig leaves. <laughs> The Lord wants your fig leaves. So right now the Lord is He's asking you to um, identify all the things that you you kind of see yourself unable and unqualified because of. And He actually wants you to give Him your fig leaves. And He's going to give you His coat. Okay? He's going to give you His coat. 
because he has destinies to unveil for each of you. A supernatural destiny that nobody else can claim anything of other than the one who put a coat on you. Okay? So say this with me, guys. Say, Jesus, Jesus, I no longer hide. I no longer hide. Making myself feel better in organizations that never had the intent to quit me, equip me and to send me. I ask you to assign me one who will give me their coat. I ask that you would begin to send me. With the one who wears your coat, Lord, that I would one day do everything you let me experience by walking with the one who wears your coat. I really believe with all my heart that the shift that is happening is that you guys are going to be gathering with expectation of being sent on the day you come together. That your whole perception of what church is, you walk with this revelation that you are the church. You are the giver of grace. You are the one who releases supernatural deliverance and healing to the captive, to the prisoner, to the brokenhearted. And that you live in a dying world and that you are the one that He's anointed. You are the one that He's anointed. And the one who speaks to you is the one who authorizes you. Yes, No longer will you sit waiting in dead places who don't prophetically assign you and send you. But you, but you, but you wait with an expectation that the throne of grace that assignments and abilities are going to come upon you. Yes. Amen. Amen. So if you want that coat, and we're going to begin to pray here. You see, when Isaiah was taken to the throne room, when Isaiah was taken to the throne room in Isaiah 6, he saw all, his, all of his inabilities, but the Lord said, I don't care about your inabilities. He put his hot red coal upon his lips. He touched him with his power. And the revelation that Isaiah had coming out of his mouth said, Here I am, Lord, send me. So say this with me. If, if, you, if you believe that the, that the fire of the Holy Spirit that Jesus said He would baptize you in, that would cleanse you, remove all your inabilities, and give you His ability, <laughs> His ability is coming on people right now. I want you to say this with me. Say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, send me. Send me. Come on, baptize me in fire. Baptize me in fire. Cleanse me. Cleanse me of all my false thoughts. All my false thoughts. All of my inabilities. All of my inabilities. Cleanse me of sin consciousness. Cleanse me of sin consciousness. Send me in your power. Send me in your power to heal the sick. To heal the sick. Raise the dead. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Cast out demons. And prophesy. And prophesy like a wild man. Like a wild man. That I am. That I am. 
because I'm not a dead man. Because I'm not a dead man. Without your coat. Without your coat. I'm a living firebrand. I'm a living firebrand. Who walks in the power of the Holy Spirit. Who walks in the power of the Holy Spirit. Clothed. Clothed. In the anointing. In the anointing. Clothed. Clothed. With the coat. With the coat. That you paid for. That you paid for. That you paid for, Lord. That you paid for, Lord. How dare. How dare. I believe. I believe. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the School of the Holy Spirit. For more information or to request David at your church or conference, please go to davidcuppet.org, D-A-V-I-D-C-U-P-P-E-T-T dot O-R-G, or fivestoneministries.org. You can also find the School of the Holy Spirit podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Charisma Magazine. For a deeper dive into the Holy Spirit, we encourage you to purchase David's new book entitled Wisdom-Filled Warriors, available on Amazon. We pray that you will encounter the Holy Spirit in a transforming way and become all that Christ has prophesied over your life.